You're listening to the Thursday morning catch-up episode of In Love With The Process. I am your host, Mike Petchy. I am trying to back out of my driveway right now. Hold on a second. Uh, how are you? Jump on in. Let's go for a ride. It is uh, just shy of 9 o'clock this morning, and I am uh, trying to head over to get a bike ride in. I am dealing with the aftermath, the repercussion of 10 days of solid eating, <laughs> um, and uh, trying to get back on a healthy track, and it's incredibly difficult, as many of you know. Um, it's very difficult for me this week, because the week that I decide that uh, I'm going to be healthier is uh, Cinegear week, which means uh, my buddy David Crude is in town, my buddy Greg Tango's in town. I mean, last night I already went out and had too much food and too many drinks. So uh, the least I can do is drag my sorry ass out and uh, put it on the bike and at least put in about six miles this morning. And that's, that's the goal. Uh, hold on. I know that this is an audio-only podcast, but if you had visuals, you'd see how cool people drive here. They're really good at driving here. Um, so, yeah, it is uh, Cinegear week. Uh, I'm recording this on Wednesday, so tonight I'll be going to the Creative Solutions party. Then tomorrow, when this thing drops, um, the night of the day that this drops, which is Thursday... Um, I will be at the cinematography salon party, um, which I think is going to be pretty rad. Uh, Crude has been setting it up. He runs the cinematography salon. He's been putting things together. Um, so I think it's going to be pretty cool. I will be there. I'm going to be wearing my jacket. So if you're a fan of the show and you want to say hi, just come on up and say hi. I'm totally down to hang out with you guys. Um, let's see what else is going on. Last night, where did we go last night? Last night we went to this really great Vietnamese place. And I've talked about it before on the show. When my brother was in town, we went there. But uh, there's a spot in downtown Los Angeles called Little Sister. And they do such a killer job. i got to try to find the, uh, the chef of that restaurant and see if I can get him on the show. Because it's delicious. Everything from their lemongrass wings. Like, it's delicious. Um... Had a few too many beers last night. We were at Glendale Tap as well. Had too many beers last night and then went and crammed all this really great Vietnamese food in. Uh, so your boy is uh, sluggish this morning. Um, how'd you guys uh, like the Marvelous Miss Maisel scene breakdown episode? I've been getting a lot of notes from you. Um, yes. I. <laughs> the name of the movie that Bruce Willis was in was Moonrise Kingdom. That was the name of the movie not Moonshine Kingdom. Obviously, I was still dealing with uh, my uh, aftermath of, of hanging out with Bobby, the barbecue guy, and talking about Moonshine. Um, which, uh, Bobby, if you're listening to the show, we still got to get together, and uh, I got to try some of that Moonshine, dude. Uh, probably should let this acid reflux settle a little bit before I start putting fucking battery acid down there, but I am totally down. Let's see. Uh... What else is going on? Uh, are you guys... Okay, so 
Did you guys see the trailer for Gareth Edwards' new movie? The Creator? How fucking exciting is that? An original property, I think. I don't think it's based on a comic book. It does look like characters from that comic book, The Descent, right? I think that's the name of the book with the, the kid and the way that they've designed the android heads. I don't know if it's based on that. I don't think it's based on that. I think it's an original piece of work. Um, and uh, it looks fucking rad, man. It's <sighs> Obviously, Gareth Edwards is a fan of the type of movies that we're fans of. He's obviously a fan of the scale and scope of the cinema experience. It just feels big. It feels cool. And I really am a fan of these directors that go do these big franchises like he did the first Godzilla movie did a great job with that then he went and did Rogue Run which is arguably the only movie worth watching as far as the Star Wars franchises are concerned of the new shit at least the Disney era um, and then he just uh, takes that money and he goes and does his own thing and uh, that's the only way these days that we're going to get original stuff that's the only way we're going to get original stuff is uh, these directors that are supported and they're banging out. And there's a lot of really great indie directors that were brought into the fold uh, as far as Hollywood movies were concerned. So you've got like Gareth Edwards, um, you've got, um, oh my God, my brain just fucking fried. <laughs> it's one of, those, one of those moments in the episode where Mike's brain shuts down. Um, what's his name who did Godzilla vs. Kong? Oh my God, dude, it's right there. He did The Guest doing the new Godzilla movie, it's right there. It's too early. But anyway, you have all these really great indie directors that uh, were brought into positions to do these bigger movies, and I've heard firsthand from them that it's like, look, I want to start doing my own pieces, I want to start going back and doing smaller films, because it just seems like your job as a director on these larger films is you're mediating... Uh, not just the studio execs, but you're also like swimming in this world of emails that are like, ah, the fur on the on the monkey isn't moving the right way, and then you have to send that out to like 40 fucking animators, and then uh, you just you feel you start to feel very detached from it. That's I think that's one of the reasons why I like to do a lot of practical work because I, I'm so connected and it's so in the moment the decision making process that we're doing. Um, and I'm not saying I wouldn't do large CG stuff. It just feels very, much more corporate than if you're just hanging out with your friends and with smoke and mirrors and making really cool shit. Um, I got into a conversation last night about a lot of the AI tech that's coming out right now. Have you guys seen what Adobe's doing? It's fucking insane. The uh, ability that Photoshop has now in the program where you can create AI to create assets on your on your work and it's so incredibly smart that it will just carve out uh, pieces of your image and replace it with something else and change the lighting and shift the lighting so like if you've got a photograph of someone with a beard you can select that person's face and, and type into AI like can I get rid of his beard and it will try to figure out what that person looks like without a beard. And some of it's still a little wonky, but Jesus, man, what it does is pretty fucking nuts. This is really interesting. It's online somewhere. 
there's this really interesting meme or uh, article rather um, where people have taken famous album covers and then brought them into Photoshop and used the AI to extend what is beyond the borders of them and they're fucking crazy like uh, there's the Nirvana Nevermind uh, album art and you know a little baby swimming in the pool and uh, the AI sort of expands it out it's <laughs> it's this kid that's swimming in this ocean with I think there's like a sea turtle or something um, and the best one is the Metallica uh, Master of Puppets album cover uh, you just look it up look up how they've extended that album cover with AI it's hysterical what uh, it came up with it's crazy man like uh, we've been talking about the dark side of this tech on the show but as a creator um, the options for it are pretty cool man being able to really sort of hone in your vision and as this thing starts to refine itself um, you're really going to be able to do some special things because I mean I don't know how many of you have ever fucked with Photoshop but I've been using Photoshop now since like 98 1998 um, and one of the most frustrating aspects of doing a big composite was always looking for assets trying to find the right assets if you're trying to replace the sky if you're trying to uh, fix uh, you know the fabric on someone's shirt or if you're trying to you know just uh, bring in some reflections um, or some flares it's just always hunting for fucking assets right it's, it's a pain in the balls and so with this that's pretty cool like AI can create you variations um, of an odd like like sky and you could choose which one works the best it's insane we just sat down last night and we were playing with it and, and it was kind of brain it like blows your brain open a bit and you're like fuck this changes everything it does get a little fucking scary though you know when you see this stuff and you're like ah how much is this I mean it's an amazing thing but how much is it devaluing what it is that we do because it definitely, you definitely see it. You see the future of this. You see people going like, why, why would I pay you to do this when I could just, you know, open it up and select an area and then ask the AI to create me something. It's really gonna affect those of you who are in product photography, man. It's really gonna affect that shit because now you're gonna have creative directors that are in agencies going, I'll just, let me type in a sentence of what we want and see what the AI generates. And because there's so much product photography on the internet for it to reference, uh, it's, it's <laughs> the stuff it makes is pretty crazy. Um, so if you are somebody that is in product photography, um, I would be concerned. And if I were you, if I found myself in that position, I would be embracing AI and really pushing the limits of AI and your work. So combining your work with AI and trying to come up with some sort of branding uh, for these creative agencies where you're like, ah, yeah, I get it. I know you could do AI, but also I do AI combined with this, which makes it so much better. Like, as we are all confronted with this new tech, we're going to have to be creative about how we put together 
uh, promotions for it, right? So how we can take our skill level, our taste level, and still combine it with this technology because every fucking ad agency is going to be doing this shit. It's, it's really going to decimate the revenue flow for most of us as creators. No matter what, it's going to. And the reason it's going to is because the people that run these agencies are fucking scumbags. And I don't mind saying that on the show because that all they want to do is cut corners, especially if it's a publicly traded agency and they're trying to make profits all the time. And this isn't anything new. I've talked about it before on the show. There are these large agencies that are publicly traded that when the fucking uh, the end of the quarter is rolling around and they're not making the money they need, they'll lay off entire departments to make that work. You know what I mean? And these... There's, a, there's that whole model if you're a director or if you're a photographer where you know, you're dependent upon corporate work to pay you so that the rest of the year you could be doing creative work, right? So really don't hide from AI tech. If you're in this business, don't hide from it. You're going to have to embrace it at some point. And then be very clever and creative about how you roll that into your business strategy, how you make that work, man. I, like, I'm gonna be looking at that myself. You know, because he, the truth of the matter is, is that the clients aren't going to um, know how to use it, right? They're not gonna know how to use it. These agencies are gonna hire some internal folks that are good at it lay off most of their department, stop working with uh, freelancers, and they're gonna go for it. So here's what I say, this is what I'm gonna do. Fuck the agencies, skip past the agencies, still continue to promote yourself as a visual artist, still continue to promote yourself as someone that makes this work and that is known for this work, and then embrace the AI tech so that you can go right to the clients. You know what I mean? That's a way to try to make it work for a bit, really. Um, and it, it, it does work. I think I've talked about it. I did those posts where I was posting on the car things that I created with AI. Um, and I literally put in there, you know, make it look like a Mike Petchy film. And it, because there's enough references of my stuff out there, um, it was able to create the stuff that was in my look and the way I like it. So. You could use that to make your work, you know? And it's still very imperfect. It still requires a whole lot of like finessing and smoothing, you know, and, and AI still is like creating people with like six fingers and shit. So it's not completely there yet. But the speed at which it's um, progressing is and learning is pretty fucking intense. It's very scary shit. Um, but instead of just putting our heads in the hole and fucking hiding from it and denying that it's coming, there's a level of like, how do we embrace this? And I, I think it's fantastic that Adobe is incorporating it into their programs because Adobe, whether or not they intended to, they're just keeping the artist involved with the advancement of this stuff, which I think is important, right? Because at the end of the day, it's all about... Uh, the human element. It's all about human story. It's all about incorporating your experience as somebody who makes these things um, into this new tech. 
and here's a good story, and this is a story that uh, has been out there. Um, think about what happened when they made Jurassic Park, right? Think about how they stumbled across this CG technology, which immediately was going to decimate all of the animators out there. All of the people that do stop animation, uh, Phil Tippett, I think that's his name, Phil Tippett, who uh, was doing all of the uh, dinosaur stuff, stop animation. He was actually doing sequences and scenes when a couple of rogue guys um, uh, were creating this uh, CG tech. And I think it was Kathleen Kennedy that saw it first and then Spielberg went down there and they were like, holy fuck, the CG shit's gonna change everything. Let's stop doing the claymation. So Tippett essentially was, was made extinct at that moment and he felt it. Right? There's, it, there's really great interviews with him. He felt it. He felt like he was extinct at that moment. But Spielberg was genius. Spielberg knew that the dudes that were just trying to create the stuff on the computer, uh, they were so involved with the tech. They were so involved with, like, how do we make this work? How do the renders work? They, they really didn't know movement for the dinosaurs. They really didn't understand how to make that stuff happen. And so he kept Tippett on because Tippett had spent years and years perfecting movement um, for these dinosaurs. And they created this little motion capture model. So Tippett did all the animations um, for the CG. And I guess the moral of the story is, is that at the end of the day, it wasn't the fact that he knew how to mold clay. It wasn't the fact that he knew how to create stop motion uh, wireframe models that got him the gig, man. It was the fact that his experience and his time, his storytelling understanding kept him in the running, kept him in it. Um, and I know, I think he shifted his career and became a guy that was focused on that stuff. So as we push into this new world of tech and AI tech, just because the computer can do something doesn't necessarily mean it could do it the way somebody that has been doing it for years can do it. You know what I mean? It can recreate the work that someone else did, but can it create original work? Hopefully this isn't too ridiculous sounding because I'm in the car and I'm on a rough road right now and I'm driving past Warner Brothers Studio right now. This road always sucks. Always sucks. Anyway, something to think about. This is something I went to bed thinking about last night. Um, I'm embracing it because I got to. And as an artist, it's very inspiring. There's a lot of really cool stuff that's happening with it. Um, so definitely look into it. Don't put your head in the sand. And try to come out as one of the people that are uh, doing cool things with it. I got to figure out how to do it myself. So uh, I'll keep you informed on what I figure out. All right. I'm just about to where I need to be to ride my bike. I'm going to let you go. Like I said, hopefully I see some of you at uh, the cinematography salon party. Um, if you, I know you can get, I think there's a waiting list to get in. If you haven't already got tickets, just go to the cinematography salon's Instagram page. And uh, if you can't get tickets and you're trying to get in, you can try sending me a message um, or David Crude a message and just say, hey, look, I'm a fan of Mike's show. Is there a free ticket or can I get in to see you guys? All right. That's it. Love you. I'll see you next Tuesday.